Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. It's a rainy spring day. I'm back in New Jersey. I went to Vermont for the weekend. had a wonderful time there. And uh, looking forward very much to camping there this summer. I invite you to come and join me or stop by. I'll be in Vermont in the Bristol, Lincoln, uh can't think of the name of the other town there, um, where the university is. Can't think of it. Um, For uh, pretty much July, I love to camp. That feels so nourishing to me. Gosh, I just love to be outside all the time. I really do. Amongst the trees and the forest, listening to the birds. Makes me so happy. And so, um, yeah, just a, a mention there. Uh, so you can plan if you like. My my teacher, Venerable Dahani Oahu, she has uh, an organization there called Sunray, and you can look them up, sunray.org, and they do a gathering of indigenous elders from around the world in uh, late July, last weekend of July, and uh, that's a lot of fun. It's a big indigenous... Uh, lots of ceremony. It's quite beautiful. And, um, yeah, so lots of good things happening in, in Venerable Desert Teaching in the beginning of July, which she calls her summer seminar. So I like to do those both and spend the, the month out there. So that's my intention. FYI, let's pray. Take that breath of love and gratitude, so deeply grateful, so deeply thankful that we are giving ourselves this gift of speeding up our awakening, hastening our awakening. We are grateful and thankful to let all opinions and judgments dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience them again. So grateful and thankful to surrender all belief in lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We're giving up self-attack. We're giving up self-criticism. We're giving up judging ourselves and our brothers and sisters. Love is the healer. We're focusing on love. In gratitude, we open ourselves to the wisdom of the higher Holy Spirit self and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting of figuring out how our awakening will unfold. We are cultivating our willingness. We have heard the call of our Redeemer. We are grateful and thankful to choose to be the salvation, to see the salvation, to know the salvation, to feel the salvation and be guided by it to loving choices, to letting go of the past. In gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Hmm. 
So speeding up our salvation. The the course is entirely dedicated to that. It really is. And over the years I've heard so many people tell me about their studies of the course, that they had been studying it and studying it, and that they never thought to live it until they started to hear some of the things I was sharing in my classes and in this radio broadcast. And uh, this is one of the things about the ego, the ego thought system. So earlier this year, I was um, uh, given this uh, wonderful way to help explain and understand the ego, given by spirit, just... Um, if I remember, in, in the radio show or in class. No, in Masterful Living class, I think it was. And um, it's one of the reasons why I love to gather with other people, why I encourage people to start study groups, is when we're the two or more who are gathered, it is so powerful. And that's really what this radio broadcast is for. So from my perspective, I'm joining with you, joining with Jeff, my engineer. We're joining together with the people who will listen later, as well as the people who are listening live, even if they listen years from now, right? Because this radio broadcast, it'll be six years we're starting in September. We're finishing, no, we're starting the seventh year. We're completing the sixth year. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Right? We're completing the sixth year. Oh, gosh. Lost in time and space. So, who, whenever we listen, we are the two or more who are gathered because we're a non-local event. Uh, we are not in time and space. We are eternal. We are infinite. So, wherever we are listening... We are joining together in that space. I love this about the internet, about technology. And so, in joining together, there's this tremendous increase in our willingness, this tremendous increase in our vibration. I experience it. It's one of the reasons why I love to share so much. It's so valuable to me. It's so nourishing to me because I am healed. Right? I am healed every time I get to share with anyone. I am grateful. You know, I, I record prayers every day. I've been doing it for 10 years. And uh, almost every day of the last 10 years, probably missed maybe three weeks maximum in the last 10 years. Uh, if you counted them all up. And... Um, even recording that prayer, I feel my prayer partners who will listen. I feel all the angelic beings who are with us all the time. It feels so healing. And this is why I offer that free prayer so we can all experience that healing, extending, extending, extending. That's what sharing is. And this is one of the key tools that we have to expand our awareness, increase the seeming speed uh, of our awakening. It facilitates our awakening when we join together. 
And so anytime we have a conversation with someone or we leave a message with someone or we're sending an email with someone, we're joining with that person. And even if all we're doing is ordering an ice cream cone or passing someone on the street, it can become a healing experience. If that's the intention we are walking in. So A Course in Miracles tells us to begin our day with saying, you decide for me. Holy Spirit, Jesus, you decide for me. Where am I to go? What am I to do? What am I to say? You you decide for me. Facilitate my being there. And I will become more aware and more willing to recognize that in each and every moment, that is the time of my awakening. That is the time of my salvation. And I can extend and share that with my brothers and sisters. And any time there's an upset or a challenge to the ego mind that causes emotional upset, mental upset, physical upset, There's a tremendous opportunity for healing. Nothing bad is happening. Nothing wrong is happening. There's an opportunity for tremendous healing. And our opportunity, day in and day out, moment by moment, I know everybody seems to know this, but we forget it. I forget it, is to remember that cultivating the willingness to truly recognize what's actually going on here. What is this opportunity that's being presented to me? What is the challenge that I'm experiencing that is, in fact, my great opportunity for awakening, for healing? There have been many times in my life when I have, down on my knees, said, I accept this challenge as my great opportunity. This is my healing. This is my time of healing. I will not look away. I will not turn away. I will not hide from it. I choose to receive it fully as my healing. Thank you, God, for my healing. Thank you, angels, for helping to facilitate my healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mother Mary. Thank you, Kuan Yin. Archangel Michael, all the beings of love and light, the company of heaven, thank you for facilitating my healing now. I rejoice that this is the time of my healing. I will not let it pass me by. The more upset we are, the more frustrated, the more annoyed, the more threatened, the more frightened, the more deeply hurt or offended we are, the more powerful healing is available to us. Let us not let one more opportunity pass us by. Right? So if we can stand in that awareness without going into trying to figure it out, allowing, 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 because trying to figure it out is an ego exercise. The Spirit already knows. Jesus knows how to facilitate our healing. We don't have to know. The angels know how to facilitate our healing. We don't have to know. And as a spiritual counselor, training other spiritual counselors now, next training is in June, 
the 19th to the 26th. Um, you can read about it in my newsletter that went out today. Uh, as a spiritual counselor working with people, when I, particularly when I first started out, there were so many times I sat with a client and I didn't really know what I was doing. But I stood in the face that my personality didn't have to know because my personality didn't know how to facilitate healing anyway. <laughs> so when we're afraid that we don't know how to be loving in the moment, we're afraid we don't know how to be helpful in the moment, we're afraid that we don't know what to do or say in the moment, when that's what's happening, we can laugh. We can remember to laugh. Because part of the tiny mad idea, right, is that we're separate. I mean, it, of course, that is the tiny mad idea, that we're separate. And, and, and uh, a permutation of that tiny mad idea of separation is that we have to figure it out. We, Our ego has to figure it out. We don't wish to put the ego in charge of our healing. That's like putting the fox in charge of the hen house to put the ego in charge of our healing. So when there's irritation, there's frustration, there's fear, there's worry, there's doubt, the ego's in charge. And we can just take that back right then in that moment by simply saying, Holy Spirit, you know the way, show me the way. I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the light. I am, is the way, the truth, and the life. The light of my life is the way. I am the way. Peace is the way. Joy is the way. Our spirit is the way. Not only does our spirit know the way, it is the way. I when I I was just driving back from Pilates class this morning and uh, walking around Whole Foods on the way back stopped at Whole Foods to get some things and walking around that store I am the purity of love I am pure love I am love I am peace I am joy I am freedom oh here's the yogurt I am wholeness I am harmony okay here are some blackberries i am freedom i am truth i am wisdom oh look at these carrots so there you go there you go that's how we do it just keeping it the i am peace i am love i am pure i am free i am freedom i am free mm feel the vibration of that so this is what speeds up our awakening so much keeping our attention on god so then if our mind wanders to i i don't think i'm going to be able to pay my bills oh i am prosperity holy spirit lord jesus show me the way I am the prosperity. I am the way. I am the truth and the life and the light. I am prosperity. I am willing to see and know and feel 
prosperity. The deep desire of my heart is to experience true prosperity in all its expressions and manifestations. I am willing to share that vibration of prosperity and abundance, wholeness and freedom, harmony and wisdom, clarity and beauty with my neighbors, with my brothers and sisters. For I rejoice in our perfection. So we see our neighbors, our brothers and sisters as our perfection. Chapter 17, Section 8, Paragraph 5. We're right right at the end of Chapter 17 in the section called The Conditions of Peace. It says, actually I'm going to back up to 4. To you who have acknowledged the call of your Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our Redeemer can also be our brother and sister, right? The one we've been judging or criticizing or blaming or attacking. They can be our Redeemer if we choose. To those, to you who have acknowledged the call of your Redeemer, the strain of not responding to his call or her call seems to be greater than before. Right? So don't, don't we recognize that feeling that uh, the mm, that feeling that it's too hard to resist and be unloving anymore it's too hard to keep up the criticism the habits of taking offense the anger the resentment it's too hard just can't do it anymore it says the strain of not responding to his call seems to be greater than before. This is not so. Before the strain was there, but you, it was there, the strain, but you attributed it to something else, believing that the something else produced it. Okay, so here's an example. Let's say you were upset because you didn't have enough money to pay your bills and you thought that that was the thing that was bothering you, this fear of not being able to pay your bills. In fact, the fear, the strain, the upset was about not responding to the call of God to recognize our divinity. That's what it was really about. It says, before the strain was there, but you attributed it to something else, believing that the something else, something in the world, some condition, produced it. Okay? This was never true. This was never true. So I'm going to invite you right now to think of a time in your life when you felt very frightened and very upset, and what did you think it was about? Were you thinking you weren't good enough, that you didn't have, that something was lacking? Consider. Consider. Open your mind even more to the higher Holy Spirit self, to Jesus, to the angels to the call of heaven and allow yourself to understand, to comprehend, to recognize, to recognize that 
instead of feeling afraid of something in the world, that actually the fear, the upset, was related to resisting being in your loving heart. Resisting to responding to the call. It says, for what the something else produced was sorrow and depression, sickness and pain, darkness and dim imaginings of terror, cold fantasies of fear, and fiery dreams of hell. And it was nothing but the intolerable strain of refusing to give faith to truth and see its evident reality. Yes. Instead of giving faith to truth, we give faith to our interpretations of what we see in the world, thinking that what we see in the world is the causation of our upset. But our upset is caused by our beliefs and what we see in the world and our interpretations are also caused by our beliefs. They mirror each other. So it's not that our beliefs happen and then we see something in the world that triggers a fear, that the fear is conditional uh, about what we see in the world. The fear is actually related to the I could say, unconscious or subconscious, not that I really believe there's such a thing, but we could say that the hidden thought that what we see in the world causes our feelings rather than our beliefs causing what we see in the world and our feelings. So, Course in Miracles in Chapter 2, in the Fear and Conflict section, it says, all thought produces form. Form is our thoughts, our beliefs, the conditions in the world, and our emotions, our emotional response to them. All of these aspects of our human experience are part of the world of form. All thought produces form at some level. And the levels, the level of the mind, the level of the emotional body, the level of the physical body, even the level of the etheric body, right, causation body. So it says here, in paragraph 5 now, such was the crucifixion of the Son of God. His faithlessness did this to him. So instead of having faith in love, we put our faith in our interpretations. This is what crucifies us. So if you're feeling crucified in any way, shape, or form in your life, it's placing your faith in your opinions, your judgments, your history, rather than in love. That's where the crucifixion comes from. Think carefully before you let yourself use faithlessness against your brothers and sisters, right? Against those who have come to help us wake up, right? Our brothers and sisters. 
for he is risen, he being our brother, our sister. And you have accepted the cause of his awakening as yours. You have assumed your part in his redemption, and you are now fully responsible to him. Fail him not now, for it has been given you to realize what your lack of faith in him must mean to you. His salvation is your only purpose. See only this in every situation, and it will be a means for bringing only this. When you accepted truth as the goal for your relationship, you became a giver of peace as surely as your Father gave peace to you. Right, so this is all about having holy relationship with our brothers and sisters. That our salvation lies in not giving up on the holy relationship. Not falling into judgment, condemnation, taking offense, being hurt, feeling persecuted. We, we train our mind not to see the appearances as being real, only love is real. Right, so uh, in the course when Jesus talks about uh, being in the Garden of Gethsemane and the appearance of being abandoned by the disciples, he says, I did not feel abandoned because I knew it wasn't even possible. If God is all there is, God is one, God is in all and everything, how could we ever be abandoned? It's not even possible. And recognizing this, that no matter what's going on with our brothers and sisters, only love is real. And that's the only thing that's actually unfolding. This is where our salvation lies, and we are the salvation of our brothers and sisters. All right, golly gee, it's time for me to take a break. On this break, I'm going to invite you to go to acimtexts.com. Uh, to sign up if you're interested for inspirational text reminders, radio show reminders, uh, if you're in class with me, class reminders. Uh, I've got lots of options there, and these are free inspirational text messages. And um, uh, they basically will come in the, the daytime hours, so you don't have to worry about them coming in the middle of the night or anything like that. So, and you can always unsubscribe at any time. So, acimtext.com. Please do share with friends and Facebook and things like that. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about speeding up the path of awakening, our our enlightenment yay and uh, there's a tendency I wrote about this in my daily blog today 
There's a tendency for some spiritual students, and this was definitely me, to think that someone outside of me or separate from me, of course now I know we're not separate, but I used to think that someone else would be able to be my redeemer. Someone else would teach me. Someone else would help me rather than it, it was an inside job working with the Holy Spirit. So I was often looking for some kind of clue or key or teaching or teacher or guru to help me to awaken more quickly. Now I really have come to see that it's using every minute of every day as my spiritual practice. Every minute of every day. This is why I call it living the love and walking the talk. Walking the talk and living the love. That's where the healing is. And I've seen in my own heart and mind and those who are in masterful living, who are in finding freedom with me, that people's willingness to do this self-same thing is um, profoundly nourishing and healing. Profoundly. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, I know that it works. It's not just some fantasy. And uh, I love A Course in Miracles for its pure teaching. So we're in Chapter 17, Section 8, The Conditions of Peace. Now I'm going to go back to the beginning of the section. The holy instant is nothing more than a special case or an extreme example of what every situation is meant to be. So that's the moment by moment, walk in the talk, live in the love. The meaning that the Holy Spirit's purpose is given it is also given to every situation. Not just the holy instant, every situation, every moment. It calls forth just the same suspension of faithlessness withheld and left unused, that faith might answer to the call of truth. So one of the things that A Course in Miracles helps us to see, to recognize, to know, to feel, uh, is that in every moment we are placing our faith in something, in someone. And we can always check in, just in that moment. Okay, right now I feel peaceful, where's my faith? Oh, right now, I feel nervous. Where's my faith? Where's my trust? Am I placing my trust in my own opinion? Am I placing my trust in my friend's opinion? Am I placing my trust in something I read in a book? Am I placing my trust in my neighbor? Am I placing my trust in God? You see, this is one of the most painful things that I see people go through is that they place their trust and faith in someone who's identified with the ego and then they're upset that they didn't experience what they thought they would experience or that person let them down. And one of the things that I have learned is that when I'm upset, if I take a moment, I mean, you can allow yourself, you know, let that upset go. If it feels like you're really healing something, sometimes 
it feels like you're just making a display. And sometimes when there's a lot of emotion and there are other people around, it's sometimes it can feel like you're trying to make someone feel guilty or bad or wrong or ashamed. It's their fault, right? We're trying to manipulate or control people, right? I've certainly have <laughs> done that. I can admit that, that I have gotten upset in order to manipulate people to do what I wanted. I've gotten upset and emotional so that people would uh, do something to comfort me and help me. And uh, I learned that if I do that, I am disempowering myself. I am projecting all over the place. And I am absolutely affirming that I do not deserve love, support, assistance unless I'm a victim. Ooh, not doing that anymore. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, it's, uh, I've even learned how wonderful it is to be able to say to someone, uh, in, in a situation to say, hey, I would like to ask for your help. You may not be able to help me, and that's fine. I won't be upset. I'm just, if you can help me, this is what I'd like to ask you for. And I have found that so many people give such a beautiful and positive response to that. Because the majority of people are so happy to be helpful. They like being helpful. Then they get to be in the flow of love, and that feels good to them. And they like it, and they know it, even if they don't know why. The holy instant is the shining example the clear and unequivocal demonstration of the meaning of every relationship and every situation seen as a whole. Faith has accepted every aspect of the situation and faithlessness has not forced any exclusion on it. It is a situation of perfect peace simply because you have let it be what it is. The holy instant is the shining example, the clear and unequivocal demonstration of the meaning of every relationship and every situation seen as a whole. It's that recognition of oneness. It's allowing the oneness to simply be. It's giving up the thought of, I am in lack and I need. It's giving up the craving, the wanting, the attachment. Attachment brings such suffering. There's no peace and attachment. You must give up the attachment to feel the peace. The attachment hides the peace. Faith has accepted every aspect of the situation and faithlessness has not forced any exclusion on it. So we invest, when we invest our trust and faith in uh, manipulation, in ego, That's what faithlessness is, because when we invest our faith in the ego, in lack, attack, manipulation, we're investing in nothing. Uh, Oh, gosh, it reminds me of early, earlier on, I was going to say that in Masterful Living this year, and I've mentioned this in the radio broadcast before this year, um, that... Uh, I saw so clearly that the ego is like a puppet that we pick up and put on. 
Like we, we invest our awareness in the puppet and it seems that the puppet has life. It seems that the ego has power, it has life, it has volition, but it has none of those things. Absolutely not one of those things. Only God has the life, intelligence, wisdom, creativity. Ego has none of those things. Ego is an empty thought system of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. But when we invest our God awareness into it, it seems to have life. Just like a puppet seems to have life and seems to be able to do things when we invest in it or put our energy into it. So helpful to recognize that. So when someone is being... Uh, led by the ego, right? They've identified with the ego. They're not trustworthy. And we get into so many places where we feel betrayed and we're suffering because we have invested in somebody else's ego puppet. We put our trust in it. But the ego's never trustworthy. So why put our trust in it? But What we do in our human experience, I've certainly done this too many times to even think of counting, where let's say you want something from someone. You want their appreciation. You want their company. You want their attention. You want their business. You want their money. You want their sex. You want their love. You want something from them. So you will place your trust in their ego personality Oftentimes knowing, but not willing to really look at, they are not trustworthy. I am making an error here. And then later when they let us down, they don't show up for work. They don't show up for keeping their agreements. They don't pay back the money they borrowed. All those ways in which it seems like they've betrayed us. Who has betrayed who? If we place our trust and our faith in someone's ego, knowing that the ego only ever lets people down, we've lost our minds. We're, we're, we're tricking ourselves. We're betraying ourselves. Why would we do that? Right? It's just a dance. It's a dance of separation. And we'll keep doing it and keep doing it until we say, wait a minute, who has betrayed who here? I have experienced my own betrayal and it's being mirrored back to me by this person. I betrayed myself when I trusted their ego. Why was I trusting their ego? Because I wanted to get something from them. Rather than try to share something with them, to um, have a holy instant with them, I'm trying to get something from them. If I'm trying to get something from someone, anyone, I'm thinking I need that that I don't already have, that I'm not already abundant, that I'm not already cared for, that I've got some kind of lack and I need them to give me something so my lack has disappeared. But that's not how lack disappears. Lack disappears because in our mind we recognize our source is abundant and that the fullness of God's love, the kingdom, is within. That's the only way to end a sense of lack. So if we think, Somebody doing something for us is going to end our loneliness or going to end our poverty or to end our sickness or anything like that. 
we are setting ourselves up for learning through what appears to be betrayal, but it's really self-betrayal. So giving up these patterns, not investing in them anymore, learning from our history, this speeds up our awakening tremendously. Yes. Faith has accepted every aspect of the situation and faithlessness has not forced any exclusion on it when we're in the holy instant. In the holy instant, it is a situation of perfect peace simply because we have let it be what it is. Peace is our natural state. Peace is what's real. It's only love is real. Love and peace are the same. They're one in the same. They're aspects of our divinity. So without love, we can't have peace. Peace and love go together. It says, this simple courtesy is all the Holy Spirit asks of you. Okay? The courtesy of willingness, the courtesy of not projecting facelessness. This is all the Holy Spirit asks of us. Let truth be what it is. Don't make up your own story, your own personal truth. Let truth be what it is. Do not intrude upon it. Do not attack it. Do not interrupt its coming. Let it encompass every situation and bring you peace. It restores you to peace. Not even faith is asked of you, for truth asks nothing. Isn't that wonderful? So peace, being at peace, is in that place where nothing is being asked of us. We have everything and nothing is being asked of us. It says, let it enter. Let the peace enter and it will call forth and secure for you the faith you need for peace. I'm sorry. Let truth enter. And it will call forth and secure for you the faith you need for peace. But rise you not against it, for against your opposition it cannot come. So how do we rise up against truth? With our opinions, our judgments, our belief in lack, attack, limitation, and separation. It says, Would you not want to make a holy instant of every situation? For such is the gift of faith, freely given wherever faithlessness is laid aside unused. So when we are in our judgments and our opinions, our beliefs, then we're in faithlessness because we're placing our, we're investing our trust and faith in something that's illusory. It's not real. It's an apparition. So it's not really faith. It's not really faith. Because we're placing our attention, investing our yes, not in God, but in a belief that God does not exist or God has left the building. So, Would you not want to make a holy instant of every situation? For such is the gift of faith, freely given, wherever faithlessness is laid aside, unused. We're the ones who lay it aside. And then, the power of the Holy Spirit's purpose is free to use instead. So we have to lay aside 
the faithlessness, the opinions, the judgments, in order to experience the power of the Holy Spirit's purpose. This power instantly transforms all situations into one sure, continuous means for establishing God's purpose and demonstrating its reality. What has been demonstrated has called for faith and has been given it. Now it becomes a fact from which faith can no longer be withheld. The strain or of refusing faith to truth is enormous and far greater than you realize. But to answer truth with faith entails no strain at all. So how do we get from this place of faithlessness, judging, 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 being upset all the time, uh, blocking our awareness of peace to this place of great peace and grace, great power? It's willingness. It's affirming the willingness. Now, we're all thinking about things much of the time. So we just keep holding in our mind, I am willing to place all my faith and trust in love. And then all day long, opportunities will come. And it's even things like somebody would like to... Um, uh, you're, you're in traffic and somebody's trying to enter the traffic and you're thinking, oh, I can't let this person into traffic because I'm already running late now because of this traffic. Having faith, letting that person in, extending love, extending compassion by letting that other car in, not to get something, Right, Because if we're trying to get something, we're affirming lack. But letting that other person in because we have faith that all is well. There is no limitation. There is no lack. And the appearance of lateness will dissolve. We demonstrate these things in the simplest ways, thereby building our willingness to have great faith when it seems like there are bigger challenges. There's really no big or small in God, so the littlest opportunity to extend love is just as powerful as what seems like a bigger opportunity to extend love. But when it comes to love, there's no little bit of love and a lot of love. Though I, I do like that Led Zeppelin song, whole lot of love. <laughs> there's just love. Right? We're either in our loving mind or not. So this is the fast track to our healing. See only this in every situation, and it will be a means for bringing only this. So every moment is our salvation. Why would we want to pretend that it's not? Why pretend that every moment doesn't offer your salvation when it does? If you really are interested in awakening in salvation, why pretend that this moment does not contain an opportunity for awakening in salvation? You're standing online at Starbucks. You're walking the dog. You're driving in the car. You're chopping up the carrots. You're feeding the dog every moment an opportunity to extend love, to remember the truth, to commune with the Holy Spirit. 
until that's all we are doing. It's so much about getting to a tipping point uh, where where 51% of the time, that's where our attention is. That's where our focus is. And so then, boom, it's like a burst. We start to realize, oh my gosh, life is so much easier now. Not that we won't have challenges, right? The greatest spiritual teachers, the most awakened people, have major challenges. But it's not a burden. It's an opportunity to demonstrate the truth. And that's a reason to rejoice. Last paragraph here. When you accepted truth as the goal for your relationship, talking about transforming special relationship to holy relationship now. When you accepted the truth as the goal for your relationship, you became a giver of peace as surely as your father gave peace to you. For the goal of peace cannot be accepted apart from its conditions. And you had faith in it. For no one accepts what he does not believe is real. Right? So, cultivating this faith helps us to purify our mind of all false beliefs, all investment in the ego. Your purpose has not changed and will not change, for you accepted what can never change. And nothing that it needs to be forever changeless Can you now withhold from it? Your release is certain. Give as you have received and demonstrate that you have risen far beyond any situation that could hold you back and keep you separate from him whose call you answered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give as you have received. Yes. Oh. So grateful that we can cultivate the mind of peace and that we have teachers who are always with us, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive. We're never alone. We can't be alone. Every moment is a healing moment. Mm, So grateful for that. And speaking about healing moments, so I'm, I'm going to be offering my spiritual counseling training intensive in June, uh, about an hour from uh, Albany, New York, at a beautiful retreat center there. And it's a week-long training, six nights, seven days. And my experience has been with the people who have done it that um, I remember Linda uh, said that it was the best thing she'd done for herself in her entire life next to having her children. Wow, that was an amazing testimonial. And it's such a time of healing. The week itself in the training is an intensive healing week. And it's open to anyone. There's no prerequisite whatsoever. And so it's an opportunity to really deepen your practice, to really work with your mind and purify your mind. It's an opportunity to really expand your intuition, your awareness, and to learn how to more fully accept and be aware of divine guidance and inspiration. It's an opportunity to dramatically improve your listening skills and your speaking 
and sharing skills. So some people do it just to improve their relationships. I've had all kinds of people do it from um, psychologists, social workers, family therapists, life coaches, um, people who have no background at all, other kinds of healers. Uh, it's a tremendous mix of people, and it's a lot of fun. It is a really beautiful experience. We have payment plans, and we have early bird specials. So please go to jenniferhadley.com and take a look at the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive if you're interested. And we can always put you in touch with someone who's been through the training. They can answer your questions. And I also have a um, a call that I did last year where we took questions and people who've been through the training shared. So those are some thoughts for you to think about if it interests you. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude and placing our hand on our heart, moving into the heart. I'd like to give thanks and gratitude for all the people who help support financially and make it possible to offer this radio show, now offering the text messages, the free ACIM app at acimapp.com, and uh, all the the wonderful things that we offer at livingofcourseofmiracles.com, all the transcripts of the radio show, free classes, and so much more. Thank you for your contributions, which bring so much benefit to thousands of people all around the world. We take a breath of love and gratitude and we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, so grateful and thankful to speed our salvation, to speed our awakening through choosing love, being love, seeing and teaching only love. We are grateful and thankful for things just as they are. We're allowing ourselves to claim full faith in love. We are led and guided by the Spirit every moment of every day. In gratitude, we allow our healing to be, sharing the benefits with everyone. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.